Welcome to Cover 4. If you're a Section 4 football fan, this is your podcast. I'm Coach Smith, and I'll be your host. The Cover 4 podcast is made possible by TDS Performance Improvement. 60% of first-time leaders fail. TDS Performance Improvement prevents these failures by assessing, training, and coaching the right people for the most important responsibility in the world, leading people. Are you prepared to lead people? Visit tdspi.com and click on Find Out. Welcome to our 2023 Tioga County Teams Preview. I'm joined by one of our football analysts, the original TB, Tim Burney, the founder of Five Sports Reports. Tim will give us an update on the Tioga County teams in Section 4. Hit it, Tim. Coach, always a pleasure to talk to you. The uh, 2023 season, I think we're going to see some pretty good football in Tioga County. Um, you know, starting Class D, Newark Valley back in Class D this year. Uh, obviously, that's a... Uh, Smaller group of schools, so I think, you know, they'll fit in nicely down there, as always. They're a young team this year. I think you're going to see a strong sophomore class from them. Um, from what I understand, um, a lot of young talent in that sophomore class. They should be um, typical, well-coached Cardinal team. You know, Ted Hardenstein and that coaching staff is is as good as there is around. I mean, they're, they're, they're very solid. Uh, last year, they, you know, I think they only won one game but they may have been the best one-win team in the state. They In the season, that kind of turned things around on them. They played Waverly really tough uh, at Waverly. You know, Waverly goes on to win the section title. So I, I think uh, Newark Valley fans uh, be pleasantly surprised this year. I think you're going to start to see them turn a corner. You know, in a couple years with the talent they've got coming through and the fact that, you know, Tioga graduates a couple – Seniors this year, pretty good seniors, bunch of them, uh, you know, could have a little swing in power um, over the next couple of years. You know, then you move up the road to Spencer Vanette and Cander. Uh, they were playoff team last year. They returned a nice group, losing a couple linemen, uh, have a few linemen back. Jason Terraberry, quarterback, very good athlete. They've got some good athletes around him. Another well-coached. Team. Coach Chapey does a great job there. Um, their numbers, Newark Valley has 29 kids out for a Class D school. That's pretty solid. Um, Specs uh, numbers are pretty solid as well. I think Newark Valley and um, Tioga, or excuse me, Newark Valley and Spec are, the, are definitely um, the two of the teams to watch in Class D this year. Um, I think one of those two teams will end up in the uh, – in the class D finals against uh, our two-time defending state champion, Tioga Tigers. Uh, we'll talk about them in a little while. In another team in um, section four, uh, class B as a Wego, uh, they graduated uh, Stephen Bidwell, who was their kind of all around Jack of all trades, master of all really good running back, good linebacker. I think he even kicked and punted for him, you know, um, they're going to have to replace him, uh, but they actually, from what I understand, they've got an athlete over from the soccer team who's turned some heads in the um, 
preseason. And they've got a really good group of juniors back who took some lumps last year as sophomores, but they're a year older, a year bigger, a year stronger. Um, I think they're going to be a much improved team this year. Problem being, you know, when you're class B in section four, there's main end while sitting there. And, right. uh, you know, it's, that's a, that's a tall mountain to climb these days. So, you know, we go, I think right this year with this group of kids, we go playing to make an appearance in the, in the class B title game. Yeah. They got a new head coach in uh, general Patton Taylor. Exactly. And Patton's going to bring in uh, Tioga style football, I believe. I think you'll see some of the TBS, uh, you know, they'll be running some power football and, uh, you know, that's a proven winning formula if you've got the horses. And I think, like I said, that's a really good junior class. I think the key for their whole season comes down to their line, how their line comes together. And, um, but that's, I guess you could say that about every team. You know, if you don't have line, if you don't have play up front, you're not, you're not going to win a lot of football games. Yeah. You got to control the line of scrimmage, both, both sides, offense and defense. Yep, Absolutely. You know, and and then so that brings us to you know the two power brokers in Tioga County right now, and we'll start out with uh, Waverly, uh, Section Four Class C champions last year got over the hump and and beat Shenango Forks the first time to beat first team to beat Shenango Forks I believe in 19 years in the or 19 games not years they they won 18 or 19 in a row in Section Four championship games before Tioga or before Waverly beat them, and. Um, did so in convincing fashion. You know, they lost, Waverly lost, I believe it was 14-13 at home, missed a couple field goal attempts. Uh, so the championship game ended up at Shenango Forks. And uh, you don't see Shenango Forks beaten up physically very often, but Waverly really did put it to them in the uh, in the section title game last year. Yeah, it was 28-14. to 14. Yeah, that and they physically put it to them, you know. But that said, you know, Waverly graduates – they bring back a ton as far as uh, skill players and they bring back good portion of their line as well, but they lose a couple key linemen and they graduated all five of their top linebackers. So their entire linebacking core is gone. So they come into this season looking to replace those guys. And, and that's going to be, um, I think you'll see this team, this Waverly team, which has a really tough schedule to start the season. I think you'll see them improve. By the end of the season, they'll be a much better team in week 10 than they were in week one and two. And, you know, that's kind of a trademark for, for Jason Miller and, and Dave Shaw, his defensive coordinator. They're, they're especially the defense at Waverly tends to get better and better and better every week. You know, and by the time the playoff comes around, they're, they're, they're a team you don't normally want to play. Exactly. But when, when you're talking about Waverly, you really all conversations have to start with Joey Tommaso at quarterback. What, what was that year. name? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've heard of all that state, student yeah. athlete. Yeah, I think I've heard of that student athlete. Yeah, I Matter of fact, think you have. I think he's been there long enough that if he was working for the school district, he could be collecting a pension. Well, he definitely has tenure. Yeah, you know? literally. Yeah, I, so, I can yeah. remember I did his. Um, it was the first game he really played at the varsity level. He was a seventh grader. And I, I had the game at UE. It's when uh, there was a playoff game where Waverly was playing Susquehanna Valley when they were at their uh, peak. And he went. He came up from JV's as a seventh grader. And he got to play the last couple of downs, maybe a series. 
But rapidly after that, the, the next season, I believe he uh, he and his team came up and they played at Union Endicott early in the season and they won that game. And uh, I'll never forget that. And then he just obviously has progressed since then. But it seems like, you know, he's been around forever. Yeah, he, you know, fifth year starter. He's um, if he if he doesn't hold the school record in a category now, he probably will by the end of the year. Uh, he, he's got a tremendously strong arm. Uh, his, you know, Waverly throws a lot of those little five and ten yard outs, which if you don't know anything about the game, it's a lot harder pass than it looks because if you float one of those, it's a pick six going the other way. You know, and he he definitely doesn't float many passes. He uh, he can he can float them in there if he has to. He's got good touch, but he's he's got a really strong arm, and he's also got a, a tremendous core of receivers this year. Jay Piper's back. You know, he had a, he had a tremendous year last year. Broke school records for catches and yardage, and touchdowns. And and he's got uh, Jay's uh, Jay's not very big, but he when he gets the ball in his hand, he's lightning. Absolutely. The other thing people got to watch out with uh, Joey Tommaso, and I've seen it the last couple of years more so than in his early career as a varsity player. He he put he brings the ball down and he goes. He runs. He had a couple of long runs against Shenango Forks. I think one was called back, maybe, but he had some really long runs against a lot of really good teams. And if you and you know you got somebody in a QB position that's got a threat like that, you have got to watch him at all times. Yeah, he's got a different running style. He kind of he kind of picks his way through and stands straight up a little bit more than you'd like to see, I guess. But it's hard to it's hard to argue with his style when the results are what they are. And the thing with it is, he he, he hardly ever gets hit, you know, hard anyway. And and you're right, he's and when he gets out in the open, he he must be very fast because you don't see him get caught from behind when he gets out there. You know, he's deceptively fast. Well, you know, you know, when you're being chased, especially by a huge lineman, your 40 time tends to go down and you get a lot faster when, uh, you know, you got somebody chasing you that wants to lay the plastic on you. Fear is a great motivator. It sure is. (laughs) So, you know, and the other thing, aside from Pfeiffer, he's got a pair of six, four wide receivers now in Jake Van Houten and Xavier Watson, a transfer uh, this season. and. Matthias Wells will probably be their tight end H back. Uh, and he's, he's a big target, only a freshman, big target. So, you know, he's got, he's got a tremendous amount of weapons. Um, Jason Miller is a great play caller. Uh, you know, Waverly always um, does a lot of great scouting. They, they know their opponent's weaknesses going in. They tend to exploit them very well. You know, and they and the other thing with, you know, like Tioga, Waverly is always in shape. You're not going to beat Waverly because they get tired in the fourth quarter. You're going to beat them because you're a better team. And that's, you know, you're not going to take advantage of them being tired. So and that's how they Waverly's won a lot of games in, in week zero and week one um, because they've been in better shape than the other teams. You know, I remember one year. Uh, probably seven, eight, nine years ago, Johnson City came to Waverly week one and had some people buzzing about them because they had a they had a big defensive lineman that was going to go play division one and uh he he was definitely good but by the third quarter waverly was still running hard and they were gassed and waverly ended up beating them so you know they're always ready early on so you know they play honey eyes fall honey eye falls lima in week zero um pretty solid class b program and uh that should be a fun game uh at waverly 
six o'clock kickoff on the second Saturday. Tioga plays uh, at Waverly at 3 p.m. that afternoon against Burke Catholic. So Tioga will get to Tioga. Now they enter the they enter the season with 27 straight wins, coming off their second straight title, 14 and 0 last year, um, and had graduated one senior. So very, uh, you know, section four, class D. Um, I, I don't know that um, there's a lot of hope from many teams that anyone can unseat them this year. You know, Caden Bellis is back. Uh, numbers very, very similar to Joey Tommaso's in terms of both passing and running. Um, th- different style quarterback, obviously. Um, but throws a nice long ball. And he's got he's also got a pair of receivers at six four and, and Evan Sickler and Valentino Rossi. And he's got a big tight end in Carson Sindoni who can catch the ball. And he's got a couple other receivers, um, you know, Shea Bailey and, and kids that can make big plays for him. And then you look in the backfield where um, you know, Bellis ran for eight or nine hundred yards last year, and they have Drew Maycumber coming back at tailback, and he he rushed for you know, 1,300 yards last year, somewhere in there, and um, had a really big season for them. And all those kids are two-way players. That said, Tioga's got 45 kids out on the Class D school class, or from 9 through 12. Wow. You know, so, yeah, so they're – and, you know, it's funny because people said, well, boy, they're going to take a big hit next year. And I said, yeah, they lose a lot of skill players, but all six of their linemen are back next year. And, they're and that's big. where you start. That's exactly yeah, where exactly. you start. So, but getting back to this year's team, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see uh, Caden Bellis and Usman Duncanson at the inside linebacker spots, raising uh, Kane on opposing offenses, and then you know you've got Sickler in the defensive backfield with Rossi, both big defenders. I think I think Sickler's probably got off the top of my head maybe 15 interceptions over the last two years, and he's not afraid to come up and hit. Um, the team's very 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 physical football team um, on both sides of the ball. Uh, you, I think you're going to see um, if they if they get past Waverly in week two, um, and that's going to be a really really fun ball game. Um, they play at Waverly on September eighth. If they get by Waverly in week two, I don't think anybody touches them until state semifinals. And you got a team like uh, CSP Climber Sherman Panama who who beat Tioga twice in the state semis and I think 2018 and 19 on their way to state titles. Um, they'll see them in the semis. Last year, Tioga was able, able to uh, exercise the Randolph demon by beating them in the state semis. They may, they'll have an opportunity, I think, this year to exercise that CSP demon in the state semis. Um, you know, and, then they, and you never know what you're going to see in the state final. So, uh, I don't like to get ahead of myself, but I honestly, I see, you know, Tioga winning a third straight state title and, um, you know, going back to Waverly a little bit, you know, I, I think that's a team that's going to come down to Waverly and Shenango Forks in, in the section finals. And I know I, I've heard Shenango Forks has a couple of new faces on their roster, just like Waverly, you know, has at least one. Um, so you don't know exactly what you're going to get there, but Forks is well coached. They're always physical. You know, they, they, they have a, that program has a winning mentality and rightfully so, you know, and I think Jason Miller's got Waverly in that same mode now, um, especially when you go into Shenango Forks and win on their field and you bring back as much as they do, that's going to be a fun game, regardless, you know, that regular season game 
in week five, I believe it is. And then, um, you know, they'll play, they'll probably play again in week 10. And uh, I'll be there regardless of whether it's Waverly or Snaggle Forks, you know, <laughs> but I, I think the winner of that Waverly Forks game, if you know, the, that'll probably be the section final. The winner of that game, you know, has the opportunity to win a state title. You know, last year, Waverly ran into a, a good General Brown team and uh, and they lost in the state finals to James O'Neill, who's, you know, always in the in the eastern part of the state, always a, a player in, the, in that uh, chance for the finals. So. It'll be fun. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a really fun season. I, I I'd be really surprised. Um, I, I like I said. I think Tioga. I think Tioga wins the state title. I think Waverly plays Forks in the in the section finals, and I'll say they win that again this year. They repeat. Um, I like uh, go to have a, a better season record wise than they did last year. Like I said, I just it's you know trying to compete with Maine Endwell is gonna be very difficult. I think if Owego gets to the postseason and then can, you know, can get to the class B finals. That's a successful season, especially in the first year for Pat and Taylor. You know, you never know what you're going to get in a coach's first season, but I think you're going to see a pretty good year from the Indians this year. And then, you know, like I said, it was Speck and Newark Valley. I think they're playing for number two behind Tioga in class D. And it wouldn't surprise me if, um, if they played each other in the semifinals for the class D semifinals for a chance to play Tioga in the finals. I think it's going to be a pretty fun year. I think we got five playoff teams, and uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe one or two state champions. You never know, and uh, your prognostication has always been very good, Tim, and we appreciate everything you do and the level of detail you bring. We really appreciate that. Thank you very much, Coach. Always a pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. Tell your friends to visit Cover4.com and be the next fan up. Your inputs are never out of bounds. In football and life, it's not where we line up, it's where we wind up. Thank you for listening to the Cover 4 Podcast.